Go back. Surveillance. I want you to hit up tracks west of Cleveland, heading towards Las Vegas. Hit up. Light me up every track you've got. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's keep going here. Let's keep working. ID, what do you got? He's off course. He's deviated. We don't know why. Confirmed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Confirmed hijackings. That's the question. What are we going to do now? So something hit uh, the Pentagon on the outside of the fifth court, uh, on the Army court. Several Army officers I talked to reported hearing a big explosion, seeing sharp. Listen, I'm not, I'm, I'm not taking any more chances. We got stuff flying around we have no control over. And I don't want to board full of these planes hitting every building on the East Coast. This is a national emergency. Everyone lands regardless of destination. talk first and then you'll introduce Alex and me. Yeah, we'll introduce everybody and then we'll do a what did you watch this week that wasn't uh United 93. This is an English podcast. Then... This is in English. Yes, this okay. is in English. No, it's all Japanese. Nihonji. <laughs> all right, hello everybody. Welcome to Generation Lost, the show about movies with Bryn and Jeremy. Uh today What's going on? It is a special episode. <laughs> Because it is Jeremy's birthday week. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, we have two guests from the Ballin' Out Super podcast, Katie Rose Leon and Alex Petak. Say hello, guys. Oh, I'll go. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Both of you, motherfuckers. I'm waiting for Katie. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I want her to Listen, make the first very... <laughs> move. <laughs> I was hoping that you afternoon. both would do it at the same yeah, time. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> very afternoony over here. We're here to celebrate our dear friend Jeremy's birthday with what he loves best and movie he picks out ironically that turns out not to be funny at all, which everyone could it's have told funny. him that. It's not funny. It wasn't funny. I was the get go. <laughs> and I just want to say this right now, Jeremy. You're one of my oldest friends, and I I genuinely love you. I am sincerely pissed off you made me watch this this is the most <laughs> upset i have ever been at like a stupid thing we've done together like really? we joked about it on our show i'm like actually like i was watching this and i was like pissed off it was happening i'm like i Katie, can't it doesn't believe show. you're really keeping it in movie. really well <laughs> i'm so hungover and i'm watching this and i'm like watching this triggering bad movie I, and i'm just like I, great <laughs> i stole three years of your life with an anime podcast and this is the maddest you've ever been <laughs> exactly which shows you that I, my standards are you know i'm, I'm pretty easy going <laughs> despite my character <laughs> well uh yes i agree that we will get into this terrible film <laughs> yeah, sorry. a little sorry. later uh but uh what did you guys watch this week mm. alex why don't you go of course Alex, why What's you up, us off? fans? It's Big Al back again with a big movie <laughs> review. This week I've been watching Simpsons season seven. Yeah, nineteen ninety six. Oh, oh that's, that's the best mm. one, right? Take six or seven, right? So I'm, I'm doing season seven because I just want the hits. I want hit after hit and a day full of bliss, and I just leave it on and soak it in. 
They got such a high JPM on there, <laughs> you leave smiling like a poo. Definitely check out The Simpsons season seven. <laughs> are you doing I'm like a are you doing a full rewatch or you just started with seven or no, I'm not going to rewatch 30 seasons of The Simpsons. That's not... <laughs> no, not 30 seasons. I didn't seasons, do anything wrong. I, like, I usually do like... The first 10, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Like, I bet yeah, the that's, charm that's will be gone or I do, uh, after seven. And I it, tend to do... Th- if not seven, at least by the end of season eight. I do three to ten. Three to ten is my usual watch. You're, you, How many times have you, have you watched Simpsons seasons three to ten? What? Like I don't lot. know. I'm... 33 years old, probably like 9 or 10. I guess that yeah. was my next question. How old are you exactly? <laughs> <laughs> this is the well, behavior of like, your life. Uh, who I is it that you say you are? We're of the generation that I feel like a lot of households just had it on all the time, and then that was like the first DVDs you owned. Right. Yes, Raised absolutely. by TV. Now, I, me personally, I wasn't allowed to watch Simpsons growing up, and I never really thought it was that funny. No, I wasn't either. <laughs> I was not either, which is why I'm enjoying it so much now, because I, I have seen these right. before, but like not when they were airing. And I really just had to mm-hmm. make up for that when I was 12 or 13 by just watching every episode of Family Guy over and over again, to the point <laughs> that they're coded into my brain. And I think that comes across... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's very apparent, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of like a Peter Griffin character in your lives in mm-hmm. the podcast verse. Mm. Actually, it's funny, uh, one of the only... Um, so, like, pants are, are a really difficult thing to fit on babies. Nobody makes pants that fit babies, right? Because every baby has a weird shape. Right, I was just half. about to say right, that. And, and the only <laughs> the only pants that we have that fit Nico are these like olive green ones, and all the shirts that fit him right now are Curious. all white. So pretty much every day he just looks like Peter Griffin. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, you gotta get him the red corduroys so he looks like Stewie. Oh yeah, yeah red corduroys, Stewie oh, outfit, and so on and so forth. <laughs> to my wife. <laughs> That's my wife, the vial. <laughs> when you said green pants, I was imagining that like stuffed animal of uh, the Mr. Frog. Mm. When when they say that that you can be dressing for fall. Or oh yeah, Frog and Toad. Yeah, yeah, Frog Mr. and Toad are part of the Family whatever. Guy expanded universe. <laughs> Probably they they reference they, all, they, everything. Nothing's safe from being referenced on there, and that's kind of what I like about <laughs> it. Anything goes. <laughs> You can bring up whatever. <laughs> yeah, nothing receives like a particularly harsh critique, but my friend, everything will get oh, referenced. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's from 1970 to 2001. One of my favorite jokes on there, I was thinking about this a lot this weekend and every weekend. Uh, they have one where they talk about foreign language baby toys where Stewie's just playing with like... Mm, I was just thinking about it too. <laughs> with the French animals. Was it because of the big bird post? The frog goes... <laughs> <laughs> Were you thinking about it because of that Big Bird post where Big Bird is like, here's my Spanish cousin. His name is Niwong. <laughs> I missed that. That sounds great. Hey, forward me that Big Bird post uh, when this is over. I'll be sure to do that. That can be my birthday present early. <laughs> but I think Simpsons is funny because I just completely missed it culturally and I don't like... Uh, 
I've only seen the later seasons that people say are really bad. So I've mm-hmm. never gone back and like watched, you know, four, five, six, seven, um, whatever the ones that people think are right. good. Someone should make me a playlist. I wonder if there's a playlist Ooh, there of like be. good episodes. There I wonder who be. in this yeah, chat, but seeing seasons three through ten multiple times, could make such a playlist. Yeah, I could probably <laughs> make that list for you to be perfectly honest. The thing is, though, Bryn, that like you could watch six, seven, eight, and not see a bad episode. Pretty much really? every episode is pretty, pretty fucking right. good during that era. <laughs> right now, well, you've only seen it. Michael Jordan play golf. <laughs> <laughs> You haven't even seen him play baseball. <laughs> Which was also not very good. Yeah, but better than golf. Yeah. But better I'm than I'm like golf. looking at the list of episodes from season seven. I don't think there's a bad episode this season at all. Damn. Katie, what did you watch this week? Um, I watched a movie and a show. Okay. I watched was Age it your of birthday? Innocence, the Martin Scorsese oh, the, um, movie. With uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes. How was that? I I love period dramas especially from that time period with really like over the top costuming and is that um, the 80s no it's uh it's the 1900s um, no 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 oh i see what you're saying <laughs> i thought you meant the time period of movies being made no no yeah like time periods um you know it's a classic like tale of forbidden love and societal <laughs> rules and Michelle Pfeiffer's a woman with her own ideas and it's right, like yeah. you know it's kind of corny but it's kind of great you know it doesn't a quite get as ideas. horny <laughs> as I wanted it to but generally right. there's just yeah especially for how horny the artwork is here I'm looking oh, at like, yeah. the cover of the DVD that is a horny cover yeah it's a really Let horny get cover that up. well cause it's about like <laughs> you know <laughs> She, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis is like engaged to this societally proper girl Winona Ryder plays, but then Mm -hmm. her cousin, the Countess, moves back to America, um, and she's getting, she's trying to get divorced, unheard of, because her husband's like, they imply he's gay and like evil. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm trying to divorce a my gay husband. Wow, this <laughs> is allowed. the most kissable Daniel Day Lewis has ever been. Yeah, and then so it's about like him and Michelle Pfeiffer's the longings and over the years, and then they don't get together till the very you know it just like ends because the, the society conspires to keep them apart. Damn oh, these yeah. societal rules and these, they won't allow it. <laughs> I hate that. Ruffles and candles and <laughs> and flocked wallpaper. <laughs> like, I saw a lot of movies when I was young because I really liked them when I was young too. Like when they okay. don't get together, I find that very bullshit. I'm like, what's the point of this? <laughs> I don't want right. to pretend like I'm in an even more oppressive society. I want a fantasy about breaking out of the oppressive society. Right, I, it's it, a movie. They could do whatever they want. Yeah. Why would they hurt <laughs> yeah. me like this? this Give them a Gundam, for God's sake. <laughs> Give Mr. Darcy a Gundam. Um, movie ends with like Daniel Day-Lewis like a an, a grown man like in his twilight years with his grown children he had with the woman he didn't care for very much and mm. he's mm. like outside where the countess lives and he doesn't see her and he's his makeup his aged makeup looks terrible cuz this is a young daniel day yeah this is 1992 so yeah, yeah. so they, they the makeup's really bad when he's supposed to be an older man um and i get that it's like a story about like it wasn't really about them getting together it's about the uh, but yeah i like <laughs> horny ass like 
Merchant and Ivory movies where there's two like, you know, uptight young gentlemen with like shirts buttoned up to their necks clawing at each other in a closet or whatever, (laughs) you know, like that's what I wanted. Um, But it's still a good movie if you like that kind of stuff, you know. Have you ever seen the Jane Eyre, the one from 2011? No. It's directed by the guy who directed the first season of True Detective. Interesting. Um, and it's really good. <laughs> I trust your opinion on that. I'm a big I'm a big fan of the original Jane Eyre with uh, uh what is her name? God. There's so many errors. So many Jane Eyre, uh, so I don't know which one. It's okay. But I like it. <laughs> All right. I'll go next. Yes. Uh this week I watched a movie I had not seen, I, I, I thought I had seen it, because it's something I would have watched when I was young, mm. but uh, it was called How High. Yes! Hey! Yes! <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I love it. I'm so happy. How High like 30 times. It was on TV all the time. Oh, I was so worried you were going to say some like arty shit. <laughs> yes, I love How High. With Red Man and Method Man going to college. Yes, of course they go to they go to college, but like not a good. What is it? A real college? It's Harvard. Yeah, it's Harvard. They go to Harvard. They they turn that institution upside down. It's very unclear how where the movie starts. They take a little bit of starch out of that collar. (laughs) Oh yeah, a big time. They mostly just fill out the whole entire room with smoke. Yeah. Um, If you could see the dean's face. (laughs) How high is a movie? Uh, where Method Man and Red Man, who are um, kind of rappers, uh, I don't know if Red Man is really on much music. Uh, he's more just like hanging out. <laughs> he's like a hype man guy, right? Yeah, he was. You know, he's part of the Wu Tang extended universe. Yes, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they sort of were, you know, were kind of getting famous as you know, Meth was in Wu Tang, and then they were also really funny together. And so they're like, "What if we made a movie?" And it seems like they were mad that they had to have a um, plot. Right. And so every yes. time there's a plot, the joke of the scene is, "It's dumb that we have to have this, <laughs> and you're a bitch for wanting it to happen." <laughs> and so every time there's a scene where they're like. It's like foreshadowing will be like uh, their friend dies in like a, a couple scenes. For, and he's like, I have your back. Even if I die, even if I get my head cut off, even if I get hit by a bus. <laughs> what is it? Wait, so what is like the, the broad strokes plot of broad how high? Plot I do of not how remember. High <laughs> is that Method Man is a grower and a, a very talented grower of cannabis. Mm-hmm. Uh, he all makes, right. He basically makes all kinds of different weeds that are magically like they're basically spells <laughs> like okay. he can cure lots of diseases he can control people's minds like he has <laughs> he has like superpowers because of the weed that he grows of course yeah and he his mom is like you're doing nothing with your life i want you to do something i want you to go to weed college um and he's like no i want to do diy weed growing <laughs> Um, when are you gonna gonna go to weed Harvard? <laughs> I'm, a, yeah, I'm a punk weed grower. And so his friend, who is is I guess pretty smart, uh, but is a dork, uh, dies after failing to have a date because he's such a nerd. Right, and of then course. his ashes go Always into one of his no nerds. further questions. <laughs> his ashes. <laughs> His ashes go into one of the plants that he's growing, uh-huh. and then he uh, smokes oh, that plant. Yes. <laughs> that's how you and do it, baby. It's all coming back to me. <laughs> that's how you do 
him and Method Man. Method Man, he meets Me- uh, he, excuse me, he meets Red Man in in the parking lot of a test they're trying to take to get into college. They're mm-hmm. not best friends. They're just random people. And he's like, "Oh, you smoke weed too? Get in my car and we'll smoke this joint." And they both see a vision of his friend. They like, re- you know, his ghost comes right, back, yeah, and he's like, and "You have to smoke to see the friend." And he, yeah, yeah. And I know all the answers. So if you guys, they ace the test basically with the help from their dead ghost friend. Hell yeah. And then they get into Harvard and so they have the plant and they don't study, they don't have to do anything except for when they have to be high on that specific weed to take the test. So that's the setup. Everything else is just them fucking around and yeah. making white people feel uncomfortable and it's very right. funny. <laughs> yeah. I want a hundred of these movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm so tired of rappers trying to pivot to serious roles i just want like some goofy ass shit like yeah I ludicrous love it. oh my god yeah ludicrous come on just yeah, he's be- in the fast and furious right he's that's uh, true he's in yeah. crash he's in crash oh is- yes he's in crash <laughs> talking about movie. how the bus is like a fish tank for us poor people that's right everyone can see us on display that's why they make the windows so big in the bus that's why <laughs> yeah. what a stupid monologue yeah, i don't want any of that i want you know have you guys done a that. crash episode this is probably the dumbest no, movie we, i've seen in my we life we simply must though now that oh, i'm thinking no. about it we absolutely oh, have to no. put that on the list i do not want to do that Brent, but <laughs> don't invite me on for it that's my <laughs> only request <laughs> so how high is a movie where um i was i, I was putting it on just because I, d- I don't even know someone mentioned it and i was like oh, i don't think i've seen that um i've been going back and watching a lot of movies that i watched as a kid at my name mm-hmm. like this very specific time period where i was like really obsessed with the movie dead presidents okay um, yeah <laughs> okay and like my next door neighbor had all these good movies and so i we would watch them and i wasn't allowed to watch them so how high i thought was one of them but i I think I was thinking of Higher Learning, <laughs> um, uh, okay. which is a serious movie, not as good. How High is a movie where it's just obscenely funny, like I was crying laughing the whole time. There's no like merit to it. There's no like, <laughs> filmmaking stylistic to yeah. like... Uh, you can't yeah, really. Who directed this? Jesse Dillon. Who is this? <laughs> I think it's just one of their friends. Yeah, yeah like... there's nothing no, else. No, it, it's Jesse <laughs> from Breaking Bad. He's the son of Bob Dylan. Ugh. Is that true? No, that's is not Is it the true. one headlight guy? It is. N- oh no, my no. God, he is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the other son. The other one who wasn't in the wallflower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, who I hate, by the way. Oh, you can so only drive it home with two headlights. He's most. <laughs> <laughs> Which is standard. Yeah, <laughs> not special. He's been doing uh, music videos for like Tom Waits and Elvis Costello. So he was right, just like a music yeah. video guy that the Wu-Tang Clan probably knew. Right, yeah. And they're like, direct our movie for us. And he was like, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but there's just su- like such funny stuff in this movie. I, I can't even... I, I, I would just be recounting a bunch of like. Wait, but how bits. did they get into Harvard? Because they, they take just, like, a ghost test. They take a test. <laughs> they, take, they take like a college placement test. They do really good on a test. <laughs> they're the only people who have ever aced it. And then like recruiters from colleges are just like coming to their house. And there's a montage of like different kinds of colleges. Oh, okay. Um, and, well, like, they're smart because they smoked their smart friend. That's right. Yes. Of course. I don't know why I couldn't <laughs> put this together. <laughs> there's like the scene is like, no one has ever aced this test in the history of the test, let alone two people. 
And she's like, clearly suspicious. And then she's like, but you both had two different versions of the test. So there's no way you cheated. Congratulations. You must have, you must have chiefed a genius to get across this one. Uh, I love stupid college movies that are like, how did these people end up at this college? Yeah, yeah. Or this oh college God. likes to party. What if we had to not party or and have then, a oh. really big party? And there's, there's like a couple things where they try to be like, Actually, Method Man and Red Man aren't stupid because they're black. They're regular intelligent. Uh, <laughs> and, then, you know, there's like some like racial commentary, but mostly it's just like they right. are they just hate all of the white people on campus. Right, and then yes. they fuck they fuck a ton. Method <laughs> Man has a scene. Hell Method yes. Man has a scene where he yes. comments on how the, the buses are like a aquarium. They're like an aquarium for poor people. people, yeah. So you know they're smart. Yeah, he's turning those uh, nerdy girls out. I remember some scene with that where it's like someone takes yeah, yeah, off yeah. her glasses yeah. and is just like, wearing them out. There's like these two <laughs> girls who are like, "We're virgins. We've never done anything like this." And then like later on in the movie, they're like, "We're also again virgins," <laughs> and they're just Hell like yeah. obsessed with fucking black guys. Uh, <laughs> of course, <laughs> you know those kind of girls, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they I mean, the- Method Man and Red Man once at their weed college. Yeah. And then it changes their life. If I had to have a criticism, there is a couple like pretty misogynistic scenes. Um, what? Oh, but what? really? Wait, Method have... Man and Red Man? Did they know about this? Like, but I would say... they, they must have been offset that it's day. It's a movie for men, though. For Red Man for and sure. Method Man. Yeah. <laughs> the Red and Method Men. Um, but it's really, I mean, not that bad. I, I think it, for, for a movie from this era... I think it aged pretty well, actually. There's Watch some, this when we're some, done recording. It's pretty good. <laughs> I know. I'm like filing it away. I'm like, I must, I should rewatch that. I have not seen that since it came out. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say this at this portion of the show, but is anybody watching the freaking Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> I'm making snacks. Now? I already had no, cookies. It's not until 630. I, I have like 100 beers. I have chicken. <laughs> I'm making a home pizza. I want to make my own pizza. Wait, are you um, serious? Are you having all this stuff? Yeah, my mom's got it in the other room. We're having a Super <laughs> yeah, Bowl. Yeah, ordering day. a bunch of food, man. Any any semblance of tr- of like just like a like any sort of like a routine, any sort of a tradition, like at this stage of the of the winter of quarantine is like I'm just aching for it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, I wish feels I was like mildly Jake's familiar. I'm like, yes, this is work. great. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, know, would, I would kill to be at Jake's house. And the heat wow. doesn't work. That's yeah. saying a lot. Uh, <laughs> I no, would I sit only... under the drip. I would sit under <laughs> it. <laughs> I only Super Bowl snack if Jeremy's throwing a party. So I'm just. I'm just gonna stay in this bed and, and watch Method Man. <laughs> yeah. I guess if it, I would be having a party, right? You would all be at my house right now because I have the biggest house. You do have That's the biggest true. house, yeah. Damn, maybe next year. Just kidding. It's not gonna <laughs> be over. It's never Jeremy, gonna be stop. over, baby. <laughs> Jeremy, don't, say, don't bring that into this world. Don't, right. don't, you're don't a be a doomer. <laughs> Jeremy, what did you watch? Yeah, wow, thanks watch? for asking, Katie. Uh, it's <laughs> it's very funny, Bryn, that you watched How High because I watched a similar uh, similar era of film. I kind of, I guess, maybe watching United 93 like unlocked this in our brains for some reason. Unlocked. Uh, I, I watched Drumline. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cannon. Oh, One of my favorite movies. It is a perfect film. It's a perfect movie. Can I tell you how I watched that movie? It was my high school band director made us of watch course, it. Of course, yes. Like, as, to, like, inspire us. And I'm like, Yeah, he's like, now listen, there's a lot of hot dogging in this movie, but you're, <laughs> but you're going to learn a lot, too. But we're like, I went to a mostly white high school, so I'm like, we do not have soul or rhythm. Like, what are you doing? Anyway. Could you imagine having a drum line at, at the the Port Washington High School. Oh my but god! That, but you can drum on the other team's drum. It's so yeah. disrespectful. It's the biggest disrespect uh, you can give. Nick, it's um, worse than like sleeping with their Nick mother or something. Cannon, can we all? I mean, Jeremy, I know you have stuff to talk about, but like the career, not really. This is what I was hoping would happen. The career of Nick Cannon, fantastic. It's yeah, he's so um, wilding out now, right? That's gone. Now. Oh, is that who's on Wild and Mountain? <laughs> it's his show, right? <laughs> it was his show. It's just he's just such a weird person to me. Did it like, end? He married Mariah Carey, which we all have to say, nice, but nice. Yeah. yeah then of she divorced him and right. she dunked on right. him, which I she, like. She'd put him back under the slime tank <laughs> and press the button. <laughs> Justice, which for is Mariah. what divorce is, as far as I know. Oh, and didn't he host um, Last Comic Standing for a little bit? Yeah, he became oh. like a like a. He's like a... A presenter personality. Yeah. He went the Mark McGrath route. For sure. Or a... Um, oh, dang. What, less plastic surgery. <laughs> yeah, I met Nick Cannon once um, on, a, on, a, on an awards show I was working on. He was a very sweet guy. That's good. Well, look at he you. Seems like a, he seems like a professional sort of guy. Yeah, really nice I want guy. Him to slime time me live. <laughs> um, so for for those who have not seen the great film Drumline, uh, the story is that Nick Cannon is a little drummer boy from uh, <laughs> Brooklyn, New York, uh, and he plays the drums real good, and he gets to go to a historically black college because of that. And His dad I, works at a at a highway. No, no, he's a subway. He works the, in the subway. subway, and he, he's like, my son will never go to college. All I do <laughs> is check tickets in the subway. Yeah, the open, <laughs> this is the beginning of the movie. By the way, the beginning of the movie is is they're playing like a boring song at his graduation, and he like zhuzhes it up with like a little bit of fun drum, and everyone's like, "Whoa, somebody played fun drum here? <laughs> this guy can drum. <laughs> this guy plays fun drum." <laughs> And then he graduates and he goes to the subway and he sees his dad and he's like, guess what, dad? I just graduated from high school and I'm going to college on a full ride for my drums. Damn. <laughs> Not that you ever thought I could Not that you ever thought about me. Not that you ever thought about Nick Cannon and his fun drum. <laughs> All you care about is boarding the G train Canarsie bound. And he walks away from him and the dad is like looking off into space despondently and we never see him. Again. Aww, we dad. barely see the mom again. But also, Destroyed. Like, wouldn't they be psyched to got a full ride? Like they yeah, don't have to crazy? pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was betting. He was trying to short Nick Cannon. He was going the <laughs> other way with it. It's not like working for the MTA is like a family business. You know? Yeah, no, it, those guys in the in the booths. That's like a really good job. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> right. you, so you good, get, you like, abandon really your son. Money. Yeah, <laughs> you don't uh, believe in him ever again. You hope his drums don't go anywhere. You're like, it's, it's one of those things that's like drum out of here. It's so hard to believe this, but most of the people who work the little kiosk uh, in the in the subway stations make six figures. It's insane. For, no, it's true. That's those a really hard job to get. Cushy job that everybody wants. Yeah, but you then gotta no, you be have like to driving break, the train break up for the years. bum fights and stuff. 
No, you don't got to do shit. You yeah, just, you just stay in the booth. I always There's see like a little old lady staring at a crime, like ah. <laughs> They're choosing to do that. That's their choice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Nick Cannon goes to college. He goes to uh, Atlanta A and T. Orlando Jones is like the guy who's like, "Look me directly in the eyes while you drum." Yes. Is that this movie? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Look me so in the eyes while you drum. Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually think it's a real school though. A and T. Maybe it is. Anyway, A&T. he can't titties. read Yeah, music. fictional. It's fictional. Atlanta A and T University. Atlanta A and T University. Yeah. So it's a it's a historically black college, but it is fictional. Um, so there's and- not much cool New York stuff. No, it's a fictionally he very black immediately college. leaves, and the scenes in his school very obviously not in New York. It's L.A. <laughs> it's very clearly L.A. or Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, he goes to this college, and then he joins the band, and then he's he's the best drummer they ever did see, and everybody is freaking out. They're like, "Wow, he's the best drummer! Oh my god!" But the guy who's already the best drummer there oh, doesn't no. like him very oh, much, no. and he's very jealous of him. <laughs> and uh, well, he he's can't like, read music, right? Well, but Isn't nobody knows this yet. That's yeah. So the big twist is he's like he's like I gotta get rid of Nick Cannon. I don't like him messing up my drum line. So he's like, hey, read music in front of everybody. And Nick Cannon's like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. And he walks out, and everyone's like, ah, oh, damn, the best drummer in the world is gone. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it's like the plot is he can't read music. But if you're not trying to be a classical drummer yeah it's absolutely not important especially for a drummer yeah you don't have to read music but in the drum corps you do if you want to maintain your scholarship at ass and titties university (laughs) (laughs) atlanta ass and titties anyway the point is the the thing that I noticed this time watching, and I know this is not a particularly unique observation to make, but something that happens as you get older and further into your life and whatever is like you start to uh, sympathize less with the young characters and more with the old characters in movies. And this movie is like one of the first ones that I really, really felt that for where I'm like watching Nick Cannon. I'm watching this poor band director just deal with Nick Cannon. I'm just like. I would hate to be that band director. This kid seems like <laughs> such a pain in the ass. He really thinks like the drum is important and like doing him is important. And the the director's just like, I just want to teach kids. I just want this to have educational value. And like his boss is breathing down his neck, just like, Nick Cannon has star power. You better put him <laughs> on your field. And he's like, I just want these kids to to get something educational out of yeah. this program. He's like, There's what? no value to a marching band otherwise. Yeah, he's just kind of like what about the 100 other kids in this band? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about them? Some of them are paying full, like, they're paying their full tuition. I think they deserve to, like, you know, take this class like, they paid for. It. On the other hand, they're already, I mean, his whole scholarship is being in this drum corps. You got to get $100,000 of value out of his sweet riffs. That's true, too. <laughs> yeah, his paradiddles need work. Yeah. Uh, overall, though, excellent film. Uh, really pretty perfect. There's not really much in it that doesn't need to be there. It's Wait, very does... entertaining start to finish. The drumming's very fun. How does it end? It ends with, uh, they're at the BET Classic, which is a big televised marching band uh, uh, competition, which may or may not exist. I guess no, it does. No, 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 it's a real thing. Okay, so it's a real yeah. thing. The BET or Classic, they're be at the anyway. BET Classic, and uh, they, uh, they're they playing a song that uh, was... 
devised by surprise Nick Cannon and also the guy who he's rivals with. They buried the they buried the hatchet. They oh. set, they came together and they made a song together and or an arrangement. Sorry of of existing songs. I think you mean arrangement. And um, they uh, <laughs> they tie with the other school, the rival school. They tie. tie and then they're like, this is the first time in the history of the BET Classic, it's coming down to a drum-off. The drum lines are going to face off against each other. <laughs> You're like, oh my up. God, I that can't believe it. <laughs> what is a drum-off? Isn't the whole competition a drum-off? Yeah, the, so no, it's a whole band with like horns and stuff, oh, too. Oh, right, yeah. Um, and so they, uh, they, they face off drums and doing like special <laughs> drum tricks. Why would there be a drum-off? Well, yeah, because like at the Didn't beginning they erase of the movie, the rest of the band. But so the other times that they do the drum off in the movie, it's very clearly implied that like this is not a sanctioned part of the thing. Like this isn't like a real, yeah, it's you like know, a street that, fight or it's, whatever. It's drummers do this. Yeah, this is drummer shit. It's drummer on drummer. Like they they aren't doing this with the permission of the band director. And then at the end, they're doing it, and you're like, so how are they judging this? Like, what do you judge this on? Is like form of your special diss move? It's how many times the crowd goes, oh, yeah. So there's all sorts of like drumming on each other's drums and like turning around secretly and then coming around with baby powder on your drum so it makes smoke. Wow, that's a pretty masterful move yeah and in the end uh nick cannon's drumline wins great what? Yeah! they win and His you're like dad wow was wrong again <laughs> take that nick cannon's dad and then I the hope movie you ends really the... abruptly <laughs> i hope you enjoyed the train that's all you have instead of a son now there definitely was a sense at the end where you're like well i kind of want one of those things to wrap it up to be like anyway Nick Cannon's character goes on to marry the girl he's seeing and like he becomes a uh, famous drummer or something <laughs> but it just ends oh, right. well. Nick Cannon works regular... for the city <laughs> <laughs> Nick Turns Cannon out, lost interest a... in the drums after college <laughs> right it's like being just a, a band drummer uh, alone not that profitable so he did <laughs> take that booth job and yeah. uh, it turned out pretty nice actually. turns out he makes six figures working the booth <laughs> and now his dad just, hooked him up with the job and yeah. you know they don't now really he can play for fun and it's they just like, like each other know. yeah he's got a drum pad in his little booth and like, they've yeah. kind of moved on past their old differences and now they have like a pretty okay relationship yeah. all right nick we'll hire you for the booth on one condition you abandon your child <laughs> <laughs> Also, you drum off against those arrogant assholes at Port Authority. <laughs> Ew. Port Authority right. drumline's got to be grody. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the actual movie that we yes. came here to talk about yes. today. today. Happy we... birthday to me. <laughs> A movie we all like and enjoyed watching. Jeremy wanted to talk about for his birthday a movie called United 93, a 2006 film by Paul Greengrass about 9-11. Yes. <laughs> uh, so... This was a movie that uh, is shot like a documentary as if there was just cameras when 9-11 happened in the plane, in the air traffic controls, in just hanging out with the terrorists. Um, and that's all. <laughs> yes. So, okay. So I feel like some explanation is in order here. 
Uh, I thought this would be funny. Again, I know we talked about this at the beginning, but I must reiterate, I thought this would be funny. I thought this was going to be a corny, like very over-the-top movie. Uh, I expected a lot of, um, you know, fodder for us to dunk on. Yeah. And there is some... There's some amount of it. Why did you think that? They went the other way with (laughs) it. it Let let me be clear. There is a movie that was made for TV right maybe the same year, and it's called Flight 93. Yes, I think that is what I was thinking. And that is a terrible, like, very over the top, like, zoom in on his face when he says, Let's roll. Yes, and like, yeah. that's what I was expecting. Was like, like a big like. I thought the music was gonna drop when he says "Let's roll." I was expecting like some really over the top shit because it's the era, right? It's this is 2006. Yeah. We're still like you know we're still in like war drum times. For sure. I was expecting some absolute nonsense, and there is some nonsense in this film. Don't get yeah. me wrong; it's all nonsense. I just <laughs> remember that there was that kind of knee-jerk, dramatic, like, funny stuff, but most of it was just really dry, creepy patriotism stuff. Although, Mm -hmm. that's not quite what this movie was either, which is an interesting... I think I I also had my wires crossed a little bit, and I thought this was the one with Nicolas Cage and John Leguizamo. That's just called World Trade Center. That's the other one I was thinking (laughs) of also, where I was like, you know, when you want a respectful film about 9-11, you're going to look to Nicolas Cage and John Leguizamo. And Oliver Stone. Oh and Oliver Stone, God. of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the one we should have watched. Yeah, Come we should have watched that one. Yeah, next time. <laughs> but, <laughs> next I birthday. Say, can I just, just want to get out in front of your this Your wire's and say, tapped again. Okay, there you go. I just want to say that although the movie was not funny, it was almost experimental in a way I really <laughs> respected. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was borderline experimental. Not funny at all. Can't emphasize <laughs> that enough. I have to say, the opening of this film is a black screen with Arabic, very loud, like mumbling Arabic, and I started right. laughing at that. That was very funny. It's there a, are some funny things. It's there a, are a few funny it's, things. It's immediately so racist. It's so racist. Yes. That's, that's <laughs> a very funny part of it. Insanely racist. There's the European guy on the plane who's oh, yeah. just a huge bitch, Hans and that's very like, funny. Uh, Important to note, everybody in this movie is a real person. That German guy is a real guy that they just were like, let's make him a bitch because his (laughs) wife won't cooperate with the movie. (laughs) That's literally what happened is the the wife was just like, I don't want you guys to make this movie. And they're like, okay, we're going to make your your husband a coward. Your dead husband was a coward. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can I just say, in terms of sounds, there was one thing I sorely missed in this, and that's that they did not have the Arrested Development like, ah! <laughs> I was waiting the whole movie for that. It never happened. Yeah, it the does other, seem like it's gonna happen. The other very funny thing that is in this movie <laughs> is the glasses terrorist who is a bitch most of the time, and then eventually, like you know, nuts up and does terrorism, or whatever. But then they he they flies uh, the plane. when he you get the into terrorism. the cockpit, yeah, he's the he's the one who's flying the plane. But when you get into the cockpit, he's got a picture of the Capitol building taped to the steering <laughs> wheel. <laughs> Just, so you know. just in case he won't remember this is what it looks like building. don't fly into just a mall or some <laughs> shit the one thing that made me laugh that like in this once again like alex is saying i have to emphasize not funny movie i was watching it hungover furious at my good friend jeremy hammond um that part where the people on the plane start to 
telephone game each other that mm. 9-11 has happened. Yes, yeah. yes, and yes, yes. And it felt funny. very much like a stage play. Like, it felt like the f- it felt like the music man where they're like, there's danger in this play. <laughs> <laughs> 9-11 <laughs> happened. 9-11 happened. 9-11, 9/11 happened. happened. Right here in River City. Right here in River City. Yeah. 9-11 happened. Also, whispered down the alley. One of the actors in the movie is this like weirdo plastic he becomes a weirdo plastic surgery gay later in life but he mm. he, he played the robot on yes, 30 rock yes yes katie and he's notoriously <laughs> canadian and like yes. he's just so distracting he's so distracting the whole time you're like i hope danny makes it <laughs> i hope danny from 30 rock makes it oh. out of 9 11 <laughs> none of them make it none of them make it out so yeah, i just want to go ahead and and John Sabrin. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't. You can't r- recap this movie because fucking nothing happens except for nine eleven. Yeah, nine eleven. No, the story of the movie is nine eleven. Alex, Alex was saying like it's experimental because there's no characters. There's no characters. Right. Like there's no. You have no conversations. There's no. It's not formatted like a movie. It's just like a fly on the wall. Of just people talking over each other and yelling, yeah. and having mundane certain, conversations about like I'm going to be golfing when we get to to wherever we're going. Yeah, so <laughs> they're trying to set up the passengers on United 93, which, if you're not familiar, was the one out of the four planes on 9/11 that didn't make it to where it was supposed to go because they crashed it into the ground. Right. So that's supposed to be a big heroic. <laughs> Supposedly, thing. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was that- definitely shot down. <laughs> For sure. Well, yeah. Um, so they're try like that innocuous conversation. I guess is them trying to make us like these people, but they pick the douchiest shit for them to say. Yes. And the other thing is, is like you know, so there's location. So there's like the air traffic control, the military base. Like it's all the people talking to each other, but everyone seems really chill about 9-11 happening. And mm-hmm. I because just it- don't think it went down like that. <laughs> like, I don't think when the first wave of a plane got hijacked came into, like, the... Uh, what, what was that? Like, the Weather Control Center for America or whatever? I don't yeah. think they were like... Oh, a plane got hijacked. I'm like, oh, uh, what? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I mean, I guess they were trying to really drive home this idea of like it was a day like any other. Yeah. Like you wouldn't have expected anything like 9/11 to happen this day. It was normal. <laughs> but it's like it's sort of all of the problems with a movie like Last Days, like the Gus mm-hmm. Van Sant movie. But it's like if you did a movie about the fictional propaganda of Lee Harvey Oswald, like the whole day of him just like taking a shit and like watching <laughs> Brushing his teeth like watching and Andy Griffith on TV like and you just like had that and then like the last shot of the movie is him like walking upstairs with a gun and right. then that's it and it's like who cares <laughs> well, none of that is interesting also, also very important to emphasize the movie is two full hours, hours. Long. it's yes. so long that's hours. crazy too way too long for There's what 15 is... minutes of just like guys ordering pretzels at the airport. Yeah, all, all anybody is there for. Nobody cares about how the air traffic controllers were like. Is it really 9/11? I I don't know if it's really 9/11. Nobody cares about <laughs> that. Nobody cares about boarding the plane. Nobody yeah, cares about any of that see stuff. The people save the save. Yeah, you're po- looking po- for save the plane. From yeah, you're yeah. looking for. Let's roll to crash the plane. That's what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that is maybe, what, five minutes of the two hours? I have a question. Who is mm-hmm. that actor in the like the weather air control place? The he, one with a thick New York accent? Yeah, he That's seems Method really Man. The guy who sounds like Dr. Fauci. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that guy. <laughs> I don't know any of these people. They're all like barely actors. It seems. Yeah, the, well, the biggest who, name in this is the guy from 30 Rock. Because like, who would agree to be in this movie? You know what I mean? <laughs> Especially, that's what I kept thinking. Like, who volunteers to be the Flight 93 terrorist? Like, goddamn yeah, yeah. diversity <laughs> casting is a crime in Hollywood. Yeah. I loved him. I loved him. He looked the like Middle Eastern Justin Long. <laughs> <laughs> there's staff the shit out of an old man just to send a message and i was like this guy is really tough he's gonna do 9-11 as i understand <laughs> it some some amounts of these people are actually non-actors who were like really there in like not in the plane, how were but, they like, there they were like in the 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 like the flight the air oh, traffic yeah. control people uh, some of them are actually really them which makes sense because some of those people cannot act yeah there's yeah. a lot of scenes in the air traffic control center that really take you out of it where like somebody basically just says like sir you're gonna want to see this it's 9-11 <laughs> i okay here's another question i have for you guys is this movie supposed to be patriotic because i i feel like it really shows what a like this is the lie about 9-11 and it still makes america look really bad (laughs) yeah so the initial test screenings of this movie this is like one of the few interesting pieces of of trivia about this movie the original test screening of it the end of it where it fades to black and they're like you know this plane is the one that didn't make it to the targets this this and this happened and then the end of it is like dedicated to you know to the brave mujahideen fighters. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> the original end of it. The original end of it was like you know they go on to crash the plane or whatever, and and this this and this happens. And then the end of it was like it was the first shot in America's war on terror. And the idea was that like these were like the first patriots to take it to the terrorists. Oh, and I guess people were like, no, no. this is too much, even for post 9-11 They America. do beat two of them to death on camera. I like yeah. that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, because the whole plot, the whole plot of 9-11, fuck, uh, it's like just these various men trying to get the president and the military to like stop 9-11 and then being like they put me on hold it's like trying to get <laughs> cable vision to come fucking fix my box it's like right, yeah uh, right because we can only send fighter jets between the hours of 7 a.m and 7 15 a.m if you miss you that, get call. that bird back in our airspace <laughs> <laughs> yeah because the the idea that and like there's no reason that this could have happened except for negligence. Yeah. Because it couldn't have been planned, right? Like they, you're not allowed to say that. So you have to, you have to, you have to make it, you're not allowed to make a movie about it being planned. But the, the excuse was that we just weren't ready. We had no idea. Why would that ever happen? We were drunk on the release of Zoolander. It's like, we have the most trigger happy government you know, they, they like, I, I have no doubt that they would be so psyched to get, like, those warplanes out in the IRL. So, Absolutely. I mean, yes. It's just, like, the birds? so funny to me. <laughs> Do you mean the birds? Yeah, the birds, tweet, tweet, toodaloo. I just, like, <laughs> it's just so funny to me that this is supposed to be, like, a pro-America movie, and it just makes the American military and its heroes look like absolute lazy dog shit. Right. Right. <laughs> 
I also, guess there's it's like th- 45 people in a room just being like, have we got the plane up? And it's like, what do any of you do? <laughs> what happens in this room most days? <laughs> yeah, they just sit there and look at dots. Yeah, like You're like most of the way through the movie. The terrorists have been in control of the plane for like a good while. And they're just like, so we're sure that this is the hijacked plane. You're like, yes. <laughs> the <laughs> one that's not responding to you after you've seen 9-11 happen on TV. It's yes, also like 500 feet above the ground now and aimed at the White House. <laughs> yeah, that's also something that you can for sure tell. Track. But the the thing the thing that's so bad about this movie is that they refuse in probably in the name of like realism or something, but they refused to even have like a guy who knew or something. Like mm-hmm. they there, there's no following anybody through this. It's just like random people being like hey uh, did you take a phone call no uh they said this and then a different person in the next scene is being like i think this plane is a little low it's like just a montage of shit like you're not allowed to (laughs) it's a it's a two hour long montage of like reality happening that's what it was like that's what it was like just ordinary people doing ordinary things but the thing is the only way that you could do this i guess (laughs) is like because it's you'd 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 make a dishonest film right if you were to focus on the middle-aged guy who leads the the rebellion right because he's not a main character the idea is that he's an ordinary guy who like took it the the you know he took it into his own hands to like try to stop more 9/11 from happening right um so then he it can't be him he had to protect George Bush yeah none of the <laughs> none of the passengers can be the main character so that's out Right, the air traffic control is too far from the action, and they don't really influence the story in any way whatsoever. So they're out. You know, they're just there as like a Greek chorus, I guess. So then you're left with like it has to be the terrorists have to be the only main character, and then you're like, but it's 2006. That can't be who the main character. You know, that's so funny, Jeremy, because I noticed like near the end of the movie where the uprising on the planes finally happening, the shot of glasses terrorist trying to fly the plane had swelling music like like mm-hmm. it felt like yeah. the viewpoint of the movie is like oh no is he gonna make it yes <laughs> <laughs> there is definitely a vibe of like of like oh no but i hope they get i, I hope they, they do, do it. 9/11. <laughs> like, he was peer so pressured into this it's not his fault <laughs> But it's so He's crazy. looking wistfully at the picture of the Capitol taped to the steering wheel like, we'll never make it. This movie is so maddening. It's so maddening. But it's so crazy because... because- it, like I'm watching it and I understand that you know it's not for me because I'm a liberal commie filth and you know I'm yeah. never gonna appreciate the subtlety of the 9/11 porn movie. But I don't even think like Republicans would enjoy this movie. This is like a weird right. academic. I guess, like, if you Exercise. just had to show a baby what it felt like when you were like, what? A plane hit a building. This is what it was like. Alex, that's, yeah, I think that's what I'm really hung up on because that's why I keep a- wondering where all the bombastic patriotism is because, like, that's who this is for. Right. This is the it, only potential audience for this. But it, it's, right, but it, it, it's for the people who found that sort of like Toby Keith stuff distasteful. Right. But you also have to have like intense, serious grieve, like a, a being aggrieved by 9-11. And you yeah. have to like realize that like all we can do as white Americans is come together to kill the terrorists. Yeah. Even right. though you can't like 
you know, have a gun and, and want to do that yourself, but you have to recognize that it was important. Yeah. And what, like, what a half measure of a film it. that there wasn't a scene where like the white football player killing the terrorist guy doesn't have a moment where he's like, tell your dark God, the market's open. <laughs> 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 um Brent, to, to build on your point for a second the um like it's it's almost this is a weird comparison but it's kind of almost filling a similar place culturally to um hamilton where yes. kind of what you're doing is like is is trying to like do money laundering for a reactionary idea and try to pass it off as something else for like American liberals. Yeah, where you're saying like sure, like you find you know this like post nine eleven jingoism sort of distasteful, but what if we presented it to you as like almost like an artful film that like is like subtle and like yeah. you know kind of like treats things respectfully and like you can watch it and be like I'm not having fun this must be smart I'm learning you know I, there's a I, musical out academic. about 9-11 right now it's called, <gasps> it's just, what? It's called like Come this From with Away, songs and I know that because when I was working at the hotel still a couple years ago my job was to know about all the musicals that came out because we we're really close to the theater district were you the and- concierge yeah, so I had to like oh. book people. Yeah, I'm like such a customer. <laughs> Can't you tell I'm a people person? That's very person? funny. I, I did know. not realize that's what your job yeah, was. Yeah, I was like, I was like, what's up, Carol? Where'd you come from, Nebraska? Fun. So I booked you Fun. some Let tickets. Fun. Let me book you tickets to Phantom. You're gonna love yeah. the little hatch in the in the floor. <laughs> oh my god. I was working there when Jimmy Buffett was playing, and I like. Are you a parrot head? I can read it on yeah, you. Yeah, no, I like helped this whole crew of parrot heads. I like booked their whole weekend, and they left me a Hawaiian shirt and a thank you card. Oh, but anyway, oh, yes, there's job. a musical called "Come From Away," and it's about all these people who get stranded in Norway because of 9/11. Cute. <laughs> Let's all come together and sing songs about a foreign country Whoa. just opening its arms. To our Born as a Americans. pilot, flying, surprising, trains in the towers, I can't open my eyes, and there's terrorists in the cockpit. Yes. Drop it, yes, Alex. Yes, King. Um, also, also, everyone on the plane is black now. <laughs> as opposed to only one stewardess. Right. By the way, and the very crucial. Very crucial to the enjoyment of this movie and not feeling like it's completely disgusting. Uh, there are no kids on the plane. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah Just I like absolutely no kids on the plane. Too, and there very were, important. There was definitely kids on that plane. Of At least must have been. There's no way there were. Yeah. I mean, it was really early in the morning, and it yeah, was like, there was allegedly 35 people on the plane. Hmm. Is that all? That's an interestingly empty plane nobody's ever seen before. That's so right. strange. Especially, wasn't it? Newark to San Francisco. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. No. What? Yeah. Hmm. There was no way. That's a business red eye. Okay. But you can't. But you can't talk about that. Um. You can't talk about it. I have one more question for the group. I'm raising yes. my hand. Yes, Katie. Uh-huh. Is anyone Katie. besides Irony Poison podcasters watching this movie willingly? Like now? Yes. Yeah. When's the last time somebody put no. this on for fun? Like, yeah. Like or just it's to on watch. Amazon like, Prime. So mm-hmm. like. <laughs> It's available. Like, do you think someone's like, let's sit down, watch the Battle of 9 11? Like, I, I saw this in college and mm-hmm. I had to. Like, it was like for a class. Whoa. So it was like, you know, I you, don't, I, I didn't even purposely sit down and, and watch it. <laughs> can you elaborate uh, on that? 
Every uh, 9-11, my family either watches this or they watch The Muppets Do (laughs) 9-11. A classic. Uh, I went to films. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, you gotta do it. In The Muppet Muppet 9-11, who's who's who? Staller and Waldorf are in the the towers. And they're like... Like, is that all you got? You couldn't find a bigger plane than that. They're, uh, no, they're 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 in the uh, the air traffic control towers, and they're yeah. like, that pilot must have been so drunk. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Sam Eagle is one of the headset military people. Okay, uh, I see a captured G- plane. Animal. Janice is just taking the the red eye, unfortunately, and she's just real bummed out about that. Yeah, all the electric. T- t- oh, what is that? Uh, their band called Electric. Uh, electric mayhem. Electric mayhem. Yeah. Electric Doctor, mayhem is Dr. a terrorist. Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, I believe, is the, the they're all on the plane. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, just like they should be the terrorists. So no, the guy, no, the, no, no, Doctor no, 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 Teeth, no, no, no. is they're... just like this is a bum ride, man. Yeah. <laughs> there this, is, is, <laughs> this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> there, there is a Muppet that just blows stuff up. Yes. That guy. He's, He's definitely the one of the terrorists. Guy. Uh-huh. I think Sweetums is flying the plane. Sorry, Sweetums. <laughs> the I think the chef is the guy who gets stabbed to death. Penguins are stewardess. All the penguins are stewardess. The whole, the whole air traffic control. Guys. The air traffic control is is run by the eagle, but then all of the other people with the headsets and whatever are the rats. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Wizzo, Wizzo's the New York accent air control guy yeah, who's yeah, yeah. like, "Where's a military liaison?" <laughs> it's like, "Where's a military liaison and a pepperoni pizza?" Like, Kermit is one of the timid men on the plane who gets talked into fighting for his country. Oh yeah, well, I, don't, I don't know about this guy. Seems <laughs> so big. I know. <laughs> who who's rising to the occasion on the airplane? Then is it Ralph? Is Ralph the big football player guy? Uh, oh no, um, um, Ralph is the dog. Yeah, okay. Ralph the yeah, There are a lot of people who clocked me as a Fozzie in this. Oh yeah, everyone's Fozzie. Yeah, Fozzie is definitely like Most also reluctantly getting involved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of think that maybe like uh, like Gonzo would be the one to be like, "Come on, guys! <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta do something." But they're not gonna land this fucking plane. Oh my god, he's calling <laughs> his stupid? chicken. He's taking uh, the landline. He's like, you. "If I don't come home, turn yourself into a soup. Throw <laughs> <laughs> yourself in the crock pot for me, baby." <laughs> Oh my god! And yeah. uh, oh my god, that's a good movie. And then that's a great movie. who's the one? Long. It's on the yeah, I was gonna say, who's the one? You? <laughs> it's real. It's fucking. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Jason Segel. <laughs> it's Jason Segel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. I can't wait to see Muppets do nine eleven. <laughs> Animal. Muppets take Manhattan. <laughs> How long do we have to wait? that's uh so don't watch this movie it's yeah. don't watch terrible. it don't, don't watch it, don't watch uh, it. <laughs> bad it, movie it's bad uh, even if you didn't want to be in like a in a even if you wanted to be in a 9-11 mood and you wanted yeah. to talk about it or laugh I will about say, it don't there this is, is not if, the one but but if there was ever a time to watch it, it is now because this is the longest time since and the longest time until you will be on an airplane again. This is the only time to watch a movie like this or like Turbulence. <laughs> you can't be or, afraid. Oh, yeah. my God. 
It's so funny you say that because the movie's <laughs> terrible. I'm not, but Bad. I definitely. I'm not like a scared to fly person, but I definitely had a moment like, oh no, I'm remembering that fear that I can also be 9-11 in addition to just yep. falling out of the sky for regular reasons. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's like, there's definitely scenes where like you've, you've separated yourself from what the movie's about and you're just seeing the little like airplane thing yeah. twist around and you're seeing the ground come at the plane and you're like, oh God, this is opening some door in me. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely had like a couple moments where I'm embarrassed to say where I felt like that. I'm like, oh no, I, Maybe I'm scared of planes again for a little Maybe bit. Maybe I'm scared of 9-11. Maybe yeah, we watch. had to do Iraq. Maybe we had to do it. Believe, Maybe it was really uh, important to the country. Turbulence 3 has a new wave, a new metal angle to it. So watch Ooh. that one instead. Yeah, yeah, watch that one. Or instead. the original Captain. Turbulence, where Ray Liotta stabs a guy with the soap dispenser in the bathroom and then pumps his blood out. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Or no, that's not Ray Liotta. It's his accomplice. But Ray Liotta is the other guy in the but movie. There's one happen. thing this movie does really well, which I forgot to bring up, which is it perfectly captures how shitty everyone looks on an airplane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no yeah, one looks true. ready to die. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, if there's one thing I can compliment the movie on, it's like realism. Like mm. it, it, t- it took all of its time trying to make it realistic, but it really does just feel like a documentary. Yeah. Like yes, it just feels absolutely. like a bunch of people holding handheld cameras filming 9 11, um, <laughs> which means it sucks, but it's also, okay, good job. You did what you wanted right. to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, never watch this. Never watch it. Thanks I feel so much, bad guys. for the families, too. Like <laughs> I know. It just seems wrong to have this. Yeah. Really but apparently, they all, they all signed on to it. They all were like, this... You yeah, know, and I, I dated they were probably someone I wasn't uh, sexually attracted to for a year because I was severely depressed. Like, a lot yeah. of stuff happens. You know? <laughs> yeah. And shouts out to the German lady who had the self-respect to be like, I'm not letting you yeah. do this. this right. And they were like, we're going to make your husband a bitch. <laughs> she still was like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, so much for coming on Generation Loss. This has been the show. Uh, Alex and Katie, do you want to do plugs? Alex? Yes. Yeah, you guys know what it is. <laughs> I mean, know, you know what you it know is. What it is. I'd like to plug Pod Damn America and Ballin' Out <laughs> Super and Drumline. Yeah. yeah, watch Drumline. Go if watch you're going to watch Drumline. anything from this, I guess, watch Drumline. That's my final thought here. Watch I think how high. Yeah, I was like, I'm team how high on yeah. the watch list, but Drumline's good, too. Drumline's a very good time. Yeah. I'm going to watch birthday, the Super Bowl. Happy birthday, Jeremy. Happy yes. 9-11 to you. <laughs> happy, happy birthday, 9/11, happy 9-11, Jeremy. Happy, happy Super Bowl. Everybody enjoy your Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. You already did by the time you hear this. Go tights team. Check out There's our Patreon. Two teams. Patreon.com slash Generation Loss. Give them the money. We'll see you later. And American guys will always stand up and salute. We'll always recognize when we see old glory flying. There's a lot of men dead So we can sleep in peace at night When we lay down our heads My daddy served in the army We lost his right eye But he flew a flag out in our yard Till the day that he died He wanted my mother, my brother, my sister and me To grow up and live happy In the land of the free Now this nation that I love Falling under attack A mighty sucker punch came flying in From somewhere in the back Soon as we could see clearly Through our big black eye Man, we lit up your world Like the 4th of July
Sorry that you mess with the U.S. of A.